0: back to Joshi Joshi. This is going to be episode three and we've got a lot of news and shows to cover today. Uh, I'm always here with Tom. Hello. Hey Tom. And uh, we might as well jump right into it. We're going to start off with the news. The first news we're going to start off with is the biggest Joshi news in a while. Uh, EO Shirai headed to WWE. This uh, was announced a few weeks ago and or maybe only a week ago time time flies for me uh, it was a couple of weeks ago
1: uh, around the news broke sort of uh, late last month, and then around the twenty ninth uh, stardom office confirmed it aha,
0: so. that's right, that's right. they confirmed it pretty fast once it was out because uh who who broke it? It was like Tokyo Sports, right
1: Yeah, I think so, and then it was just a case of uh, there will be an announcement from e o and uh and and rossi coming soon and the the they just confirmed what we knew yeah so
0: i don't think they straight up said wwe but it's it's pretty obvious
1: yeah and the observer story that broke around the same time confirmed that she's supposed to report around uh, the 16th of july uh around the same time as keith uh, lee. keith lee yes is coming in so it, it, it that's it's as official as it can possibly be at this stage. Yeah,
0: and every time I read that or hear that, I have the strange dream match thought in my head. I I think I would watch EO <laughs> wrestle Keith Lee. <laughs> 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 That'd be pretty good. Um, what happens to your objection to intergender? I know, but, I mean, he's not going to hurt her. That well, he Probably not, no. Yeah.
1: He's, he's a very gentle, massive man. That's right,
0: that's right and he's good with people that fly around like maniacs and that's eo uh
1: yeah so it's i don't know is this good news this is bad news it's one of those things where we're all very very excited about the possibilities but unless you're one of those people who hates wwe which is completely understandable and yeah so i know i know that you're less keen than i am so yeah i can't can't stand it anymore i have no
0: no time for walmart wrestling but but does that extend to NXT? NXT it could be good. Um my only worry is uh what are they gonna do with two Japanese girls on the roster? I don't know. And that's just well, a, three. Well, I just mean together on NXT. Eventually it'll be three, yeah. Uh on the main roster. They're not exactly good with people that can't speak great English and um they, they don't believe in managers anymore, so it's not like they could solve it that way. So it'll be interesting. I think it's uh, selfishly I don't like it. It'll be nice to see her fight Kyrie again and things like that and fight a lot of people. There's a lot of opportunities that way. There's also a lot of the exact opposite where I'm not looking forward to Io Shirai versus Lana in any way, shape, or form. Um, oh, God. It, can you imagine?
1: Uh. No (laughs) Oh no, actually no, I can Because it would look a lot like a match we saw last month
0: Which one? Brandy? Oh my goodness, yeah I thought you were going to Until you said last month I thought you were going to bring up Mandy Rose (laughs) No No, no It could be just as frustrating though As when Mandy Rose uh, pinned her the first time Or did she make her tap? Jesus Anyway, I want to move on from that (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think it's great though In that I'm happy for her Because she clearly really really wanted this When she Apparently when she was told She had to go back And get herself fixed up Or whatever the first time She had already sold her house in Tokyo And never bought a new one Apparently she was just living In someone else's house this entire time With the goal to go back Um, So I'm excited for her this is what she wants, and she's got it.
1: Yeah, uh, it's one of, also one of those things where you know, we ne- we never know the in- the close personal details in terms of the medical reports. We get versions of people's versions through the press. Yeah, but given that her issues were neck and heart related, no kidding. I was I was surprised that she was able to. It might just be a case where they thought she could go to her own doctor and get certi- get certified that this heart issue was not an, was not a problem. Yeah. As far as I know, she's had no no surgeries or anything. So, maybe it was just a case of rehab. But she's been working so hard that I can't imagine she's had much chance for rehab. I
0: can't either. Yeah, it's it's very strange. I don't I don't know anything about medicine. I don't know. Maybe it was a irregular heartbeat that she needed to take some pills for. I have no idea.
1: It it could just be like the MVP thing. I, I don't know if he ever got that fixed or not. So yeah, yeah, uh. Clearly, it doesn't matter. Clearly, they've managed to ascertain that she is ready and able to take part in their roster, and to my mind, she always was.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm sure she was.
1: And once again, we're going to get a May Young classic, hopefully, featuring an incoming, you know, tremendously talented Japanese competitor. Yeah. My only downside is the idea that they already had... Uh, their incoming Japanese superstar win the Mae Young Classic last year.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, so. if they don't think of it in a national way and they just think of it in a talent-level way, uh, then she should obviously win it. Um, but I also think maybe she loses it to Tony Storm, who is another recent signee, although in a different way, because that's reported as just being a UK contract, which makes her the female trent seven i guess i mean i don't (laughs) i don't don't get the point of that contract really um but uh so maybe she won't win since it's not a full-fledged contract who knows that's that's part of what's interesting we'll see what happens
1: maybe that tony storm thing was just a holding pattern thing but yeah uh who can say i I certainly expect her to be in the Mayon classic again because why the hell wouldn't you she's not on your regular main roster
0: yeah Yeah, there's a lot that I'd like to see back. Another interesting one, I don't know if they're going to go with everyone has to be unknown again, or if they'll bring knowns back, but I'd like to see Bianca Belair get a good run again. I
1: mean, honestly, if she did get another run in the Mayon Classic, I would think she would almost be the favorite. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I very, I don't like Western... Uh, women wrestlers nearly as often or as much as the Japanese ones but Bianca's an exception she is incredible
1: yeah her 450 is Kagetsu level yeah
0: yeah yeah she's just really really good so
1: well I hope, hopefully they keep her down in a couple of years just to really develop that
0: well we often hope that and it never happens <laughs> it, 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 that
1: that that's ba- that's basically the Konami curse yeah
0: of wwe
1: everyone says keep them down there and they immediately get sent up yeah hello dana brooke
0: (laughs) but speaking of the konami curse is alive and well yes yeah she uh we we speculated on that last time uh when we covered the draft that maybe that's why EO picked her and i'm gonna say we were right that's why EO picked her and it worked it's alive and well Uh, all i can say is that momo
1: needs to look over her shoulder that's right as does as does azumi yeah yeah because that that queen's quest stable is rapidly going to become one person that's
0: right <laughs> azumi's going to quit for a uh, a j-pop band and momo's <laughs> going to end up signing with a uh, she'll she'll sign with new japan or something
1: cuz uh, she'll go to, momo's going to go to college yeah. and short Chardon, and b will wind up going to WWE it's right. <laughs> just be
0: Konami. Carrying that flag, <laughs> <laughs> poor Konami. Um, uh,
1: and then, then they'll do another draft, and it's just going to be everyone, in, everyone in in line, just saying, "Don't pick me, yeah, please. please, don't pick
0: me, please." I like doing this,
1: but uh, on the again, on the upside of the Konami curse, she apparently appears to be sucking the life force out of people because she's she's so much better now. Oh, she really is. Yeah, it. She's fantastically enjoyable at the moment. Yeah,
0: so. she. Uh, I mean, she was always fine, but she was never as good as she was outside of stardom. Um, but lately, she's really turned, turned the dial up on her stuff. So,
1: Yeah, that's, uh, <coughs> that stump puller. Um, yeah. Like, uh, knee bar finish is absolutely disgusting.
0: <laughs> she's yeah, it, it's, it's ridiculous. It really is.
1: Uh, but back to
0: Mayu. Sorry. EO. Back to EO. <laughs> don't, don't you put Konami in stars and make us lose Mayu. <laughs> god if we're in
1: stars there's gonna be no one left in stars right. yeah but uh yeah back, uh, back to io yeah. she also had a three-way match on uh kobashi's produce show yeah
0: fortune dream five uh that was between io shirai Mako sadamura and hiroyo matsumoto and it was awesome i watched it i think two or three days ago and it, i i didn't have high expectations because you know it's just a random match on a random show and Eo's about to leave the country i thought it would just be a nice little exhibition style match but no this this was a great match what was it 15 minutes uh 15 maybe a little more but roughly
1: yeah yeah cuz it went to the it went to the um it went to a draw between the three of them yeah it went time limit uh yeah it's the second match on the card at corican but it, I can't imagine there were many matches matches on the rest of the show that were above the level of this.
0: Yeah, it would be it'd be hard to believe. I didn't watch the rest of it. Um, I heard the main event was good, but I just don't care, so I didn't watch it.
1: There's a couple of Noah guys on the card that I want to check out at a later date because uh, I enjoyed them when I was actually in Japan, but. Uh, yeah, I've only I've only watched this, and I've only watched it to the point where you get Eo walking up onto the stage and thanking Kobashi personally and getting a photo. Yeah, and yeah. holy crap, it's Daisuke Sekimoto
0: sat next to Kobashi on commentary. That's right, with his <laughs> eyes just a little too open, standard Daisuke look. I love that guy. He's, like, <laughs> he's, he's great. Um, yeah, and uh, Mio, uh, we might as well ref bleh oh yes yeah Mio I'm trying to spit out here was the referee so <laughs> that was pretty neat
1: yeah and Mio's actually a a, a real sort of dark spot for me because I I don't know nearly as much about her as uh some about as you or or some of my other fellows who have been enjoying Joshi for longer than me so I will actually at some point in have to it w- won't necessarily be a classic match
0: obviously but it's gonna be I'm gonna have to go check out some Mio Shirai yeah um, that was pretty close to my Dark Age, so I only saw a little bit of her myself, but I do know she was supposedly, at the beginning, you know, a bigger deal than Neo, so.
1: Yeah, which is why it's so fascinating, because I, I don't know what she's up to right now, but her purely being the referee in this. I believe she's up to uh, motherhood. Yeah, yeah. Well, good for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it was a really fun match, worth uh, worth seeking out if you're into if you want to check out more of EO's retirement tour. Yeah, it's, or not not retirement tour, but uh, uh,
0: glory lap. Yeah, say. <laughs> glory lap. Yeah, it's uh, that that match was really good. I loved it. Um, and speaking of Mako Setamura, we already brought up the Mae Young Classic. It's also rumored she will be in the second one. Uh, which muddies the waters even more. She's obviously not going to win um, because there is no way she'll be signing. But maybe she gets to the finals to put someone over. That's just that's a fantastic experience.
1: Addition, you know, In the same way as uh, I think Princess Suge uh, or Sugehi, whatever it was, from the first Mayan Classic was brought in to be like an almost a liger esque figure. Yeah, to uh, someone with like twenty years of experience. Yeah. Bringing in Mako Satomura, I mean, it's orders of magnitude more than uh, Princessa was, but it's it's just exciting to see them really looking into the history. And of course, as we've mentioned before, they have uh, WCW tapes of Mako Satomura. Yeah, they do. So they can pull out those old AJ Styles type uh, video packages where they show, "Hey, here's AJ Styles in two matches with Air Paris." Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't know. It's just going to be really good. Um, I'm ex- I'm hoping Tony's in it. Io, obvi- I, I, I'm looking forward to confirmation. I want to know who's in it so I can start, you know, fantasy booking it in my head. I'm not into fantasy booking at all, really, but I do like uh, fantasy booking. Not okay. I don't. I don't even know if it's fantasy booking. I like trying to guess who's going to win tournaments. That's what I'm trying to say.
1: I think the selection process is going to be much more interesting this time around. I was very much into the Mayon Classic the first time around, which, as I mentioned before, it was my gateway drug into Joshi. Yeah. But this time around, I'm expecting to have like an instant recognition factor when those those brackets are announced. Yeah. So hopefully we'll get to see some really interesting names announced, some more... uh, some more variety maybe maybe a few more people from the uk scene i'd love to see people like chardonnay especially yeah get involved so because uh i listened to that chardonnay podcast with flash Morton webster uh this week yeah. and her drive and determination to get into wwe how it's a defining thing for her yep uh, i really admire her work ethic on that front so and it, it's just I, there's certain people who I really want that opportunity for Yeah. yeah. so
0: yeah so we'll see there um semi semi-related would be uh you've been going to a lot more shows lately right
1: <laughs> yeah uh well it's I went to okay the basic the first thing that happened was Chris Wolfe announced that she was releasing a new uh piece of merchandise which is a hat and I looked at it, and I thought that is the coolest hat I've seen in a while. That's a cool hat. And I thought, yeah, I could. I, I'd missed a, a Kamikaze Pro show before about a couple of months earlier, just because I was too lazy to get off my ass and drive to commentary. <laughs> but this time around, uh, no one. Uh, I asked my housemate Chris. Uh, it turns out the show's in Birmingham this time. It's two miles away from where his dad lives. And Chris is not going to be anywhere near there, so I can taunt him with that fact. (laughs) Uh, So I went to Kamikaze Pro. I did not know who uh, Chris Wolf's opponent was going to be. And it turned out to be Chardonnay. That's awesome. Which was great. And they had a false count anywhere match, which went across the road to the front of the Cadbury's main offices <laughs> where they proceeded to throw each other into the Cadbury's sign.
0: It was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's my, that's my favourite chocolate in the world. I love Cadbury. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it was a really fun
1: show as well because um, there was an excellent uh, Chris Ridgeway versus El Lagero match. El Lagero was announced as being in the uh, UK tournament recently. Mm. Uh and people people were very appreciative of him. Uh we also had uh Dave Mastiff's debut in the promotion. Dave Mastiff also in the UK tournament. So yeah, it was there was just oh and uh there was a, there was Joseph Connors on the on the card oh, yeah. as well. You know, the stand a, a lot of standard guys who on WWE T V don't necessarily stand out, but on a personal level when you're in the front row, Joseph Connors actually comes across as quite like the most obviously ready guy on the show, almost. Oh wow! <laughs> Which is weird. Yeah, I, 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 I hadn't thought that much of him before, but when you see him in person, I was, I was quite impressed. Huh. Uh, but I've, I've been a fan of Mastiff for years. I've, I saw his match where he did an Arabian press on Samoa Joe. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was that on a Kamikaze show? No, God, that was years ago uh, on uh, some random Wolverhampton show. Oh. <laughs> this was like a, that was like a decade ago. Oh wow,
0: wow, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So uh, and the other the other shows I went to last weekend I went to go catch the Eve shows and oh, sorry the Eve had a main show on the Saturday night and then they had like a trainee level show called uh, Sh- uh, Shevolution uh, on the Sunday afternoon mm-hmm. so I w- I went down and checked out the Eve show there was a main event with Charlie Morgan versus uh, another girl the other girl said I'm not going to be in tag matches anymore so it turned out it was going to be Charlie Morgan. Vers- uh, with a tag team partner who was a mystery versus two opponents who were also a mystery. <laughs> and it turned out that the opponents were B. Priestley and Chardonnay. Oh. So we had complete with the Queen's Quest music That's awesome. and everything. That's awesome. Although they were they were only called The Quest. That's
0: interesting. That's weird. I wonder why.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure exactly. It's fine. It, you know who they are based off that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. But And I think everyone was booing because they were carrying themselves as heels, except for me it 's like a lone person at the back of the bar just going <laughs> yes yes <laughs>
0: queen's quest yes and it'd be it would be really cool to hear that music live in a venue so it was and this is a this is a
1: this venue is like a i think I mentioned it before, but it 's like it 's an it 's a railway arch, but a big one right so like the acoustics are really closed in and it's also because you have like 200 people in there it's stiflingly hot oh. uh it's I, I, I keep referring to it as british receder
0: so. <laughs> just try to melt everybody there
1: yeah uh but the partner that charlie morgan managed to get for her side was a freshly returning session moth martina uh-huh so not only did we get a almost a three-quarters stardom match yes which should be four quarters because charlie morgan should be in stardom in my opinion or at least in one of the joshi promotions and uh at the end of the match we had a uh awesome session moth Martino rave with all the baby faces in the ring perfect
0: perfect yeah it, it'd be nice if charlie morgan got over there i i have no idea why she doesn't um Maybe she has a police record or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. But
1: uh, <laughs> who knows? But there, there were people who were on this show who will be going, making the journey across to Stardom. Uh, I know we'll mention it later. But Jamie Hater, yeah, she was one of the people who's been who is being brought across for the uh, five star. So that should be interesting. It's just nice to see some of these girls. I saw Jamie Hayter for the first time last year at my local, in, in Pro Wrestling Chaos, when they had the women's tournament, uh-huh. and I really enjoyed her. She's got like a, a pure, straightforward approach to being as dislikable as possible, <laughs> Good. which is, which I find so admirable Yeah, because, you know, there's other girls on the roster who are very effective heels, but they're entertaining at the same time. But she's straight in with the shit talk. She hates the fans. It's great. I, she's she's very effective. It's
0: rare that people go full
1: bore with that anymore, so I like it. Hopefully, that really translates. Um, I, I, you never know how it's going to translate in Stardom or in Japan, though. Yeah. I mean, w- when I saw Chardonnay in person uh, for the first time at the Chris Wolf, uh, uh, sorry, at, when she was wrestling Chris Wolf in uh, Kamikaze. Previously, we talked about how she didn't have a lot of charisma about her, but when she has the opportunity to talk, and you get the banter going back and forth, right. she actually does. Yeah, it's just that in Stardom, it doesn't always have the chance to come out in the same way. Yeah. So, I mean, i think she's. I, I think it, it could come out at some point, but uh, I've I, I saw a very different side to her in the UK scene than I did in Stardom. Yeah.
0: Well, I hope it does. It's it's harder because there's not a lot of mic time. I mean, you get to your little pre-match interview and in start but you're not going to it's not a promo company for the most part outside of, you know, Kagetsu and things like that.
1: It was quite gratifying though that a lot of people knew who these people knew who these girls were because this was their de- this was from a quest perspective their debut in Eve. Mhm. And Eve can be—it's got its, heart, its got the hardcore fans, but it's also quite inclusive. It has um, a very progressive, uh, a openly very progressive agenda. And as I, I, I spoke to people who were there, who you know, this is my first ever wrestling show. I just thought it would be cool to check out women's wrestling. Yeah. And the fact that um, it was—it was just neat that B Priestley and Chardonnay both got recognised to the point that B Priestley was getting no pug for B chance. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is pretty cool, yeah. Although she needs a pug. <laughs> <laughs> they need a house first.
2: That's right. She's
1: already or- she's already missing the entire the five star, so she can go buy a house in Australia or New Zealand, so Yeah.
0: Yeah, so Will Asprey can base himself out of there, but she still needs More power to them. She need she needs a pug. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to take care of it?
1: They're, they're both internationally touring most of the time. Yeah, well... Uh, but that that's my standard concern about wrestlers buying pets, though.
0: That's true. That is true. I, yeah, I guess unless you're one of the uh, NXT people, you might not want to do that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, okay. Well, do we have any other news before we move on to a very long list of shows that we have to cover today? <laughs> Uh, no, I think we're, I think,
1: according to my schedule here, we are pretty much just in on stardom this month. We really it, are. There's, there is so much. We don't even have a, like a, a gasp of breath for anything else. Yeah, we're, we're not gonna. So.
0: We're not gonna. And we're not gonna be covering <laughs> every match on these shows either, so don't worry if you're listening. We are not gonna bog you down with this. <laughs> <laughs> but we have, uh, let's see, let me count here. We got one two three four five six seven shows well six shows plus one match from another show um, yeah so it's a lot. and
1: uh and of course we're still playing with our format here so uh you know it, it we don't know how we're necessarily going to do things every month we'll just see what fi- see what we find comfortable yeah absolutely um to, uh, to to that end, adding to the formats, I think that it would be interesting to take note of uh, which gaijin's are in Stardom at the start of the month and then at the end of the month. Yeah. So, uh, at the mo well, at the time we're starting this, the, the gaijin roster is Candy Floss, B Priestley, Chardonnay, and Session Moth. And then by the end of the month, it will be uh, Zoe Lucas, Diana Perazzo and Tony Storm. Yeah.
0: Um. Mostly a pretty good lineup. Uh, mm. <laughs> you can say it. <laughs> I really don't like Zoe Lucas, but outside of her, they're all pretty good. Now, I find her very likable, but
1: even I was watching, I was staying at my dad's a lot this week because it was closer to where I was working, and I was watching some of this and saying, oh, I've got to catch up on my Joshi to be able to, you know, record this this week. And. We're watching this match, and Zoe Lucas is there. And I always like to point out when UK people are there. Yeah. And even he, with his unpracticed eye, sort of said, "She's she's not. It, she's struggling, isn't she? Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's, she doesn't work snug. No, no. She uh... she's crea- she she's creative, I think. And there's some, and she has some good spots. But I'm I'm looking for." That gear where she engages a bit more physically
0: to look like a threat. Yeah, she uh, she's just not very good at wrestling. I don't know what to say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just one of those things where she's like, okay, I throw my leg this way and that's a kick, and I don't know. I don't know. It's just the 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 running spin kick into
1: the corner is abysmal. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Yeah. But again, I'm not saying she does. Things, she's not doing things I don't like, and I think some people have said she's the worst person they've seen in Stardom. Which I mean, look at last month; we've seen worse.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I mean that's only. I mean that might be true from a recent perspective, but historically, there's there's been some real bad gaijins in Stardom. Like uh, Rebel was terrible. Oh, God, yeah, I've seen some of those. Yeah, Mandy Leon was terrible. Um, so, yeah, every now and then, Rossi brings one in for the photo books that's not so much for the ring. Uh, well, anyway, Zoe's here. <laughs> but where could going to go... I, I, know, I, I know she's been on a tour
1: before as well, but, I, I, yeah. I, again, when they're there, I always hope that they improve, and I always watch for the improvement. I haven't seen many Zoe matches yet, so yeah, we'll see.
0: Yeah, um... And before she came in, I had read or I, I, I looked to see what she where she had been between these times, and if cage matches right, she just hasn't been working at all. So I don't know where she's been. Maybe she's been on some incredibly small shows, but or wow. ma- maybe she just hasn't worked at all. I don't know. I saw her live uh, on Stardom or Stardom. I wish I saw Stardom. I saw her live on Shimmer One Hundred. Um. And it, it was just more of the same, but uh, I don't know. So, all right, let's 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 go back in time <laughs> to the Star's Produce show.
1: Ah, the final show we weren't able to get to last time. Yes,
0: they didn't upload it in time for us, but it, it's up now. There were some things on the show that happened. Uh, first off, probably the most important, was the annual Junkin'
1: yeah i mean honestly i thought that we were going to be leading off the entire show with this of when we left it last year uh sorry last month well, yeah because i am such a fan of the janken tournament and
0: i don't think it disappointed at all i don't either i don't either i jungle Kiona was probably my favorite costume i think yeah. <laughs> the big green inflatable yeah where she just <laughs> the, a- the- apparently put cloth on herself and then inflated it it was just ridiculous i just have i love it i can picture it in my head now
1: and it was just like the 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 jumping and the and like the the
0: dancing it was a fantastic routine yeah she she couldn't get in the ring she could barely (laughs) like even do the thing because her arms were stuck straight out to the side so she had to turn it was
1: it's, really good. it's just like she's like begging for it to be over like when they get a small interview with her she's just saying i'm dying yeah, <laughs> yeah so impractical halloween costumes yeah never do them yeah yeah but that was that was my favorite what was yours i was gonna say the same to be honest oh. uh, i mean the, 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 i i i love the commitments of uh there's always a bunch of anime Costumes that I don't get Which is part of the fun I, and I got the Studio
0: I, uh, Ghibli one that Azumi did
1: Oh yes yeah. Yes uh, no face Yeah, That was that was tremendous aside from the fact That she was like clearly having A lot of trouble with it yes. <laughs> It's like I had to take off the mask Every five seconds <laughs> to keep going Yeah But uh, I loved uh, Oedo Tai's full Group costume Especially really because cool. they put that much effort in and immediately got eliminated. Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I have no idea what uh, anime that that is, but uh, the fans certainly did. They sure knew. It was the uh,
1: the note said it was the longest running anime in history.
0: Oh wow! Wow. I thought that so. Yet yeah, yeah. it would be very recognizable. Yeah, yeah. I thought the longest one was Doraemon. So shows what I know. <laughs> um. What else did they have here? e uh, o Shirai was uh, from Golgo 13. Oh god, yeah, she looked like she stole the Konami costume for the year. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, and the only way I know Golgo 13 is to show my age uh, the video game back from the original Nintendo in the mid-80s. But uh, yeah,
1: just a generally uh, fantastic fun, you know, it's just a great little aside, It's low stakes, aside from the fact that. It's, Oh, how can we not mention this? B Priestley's version of Will Ospreay. I just
0: had that in my head. Complete with Deep song and everything. That was really good. And,
1: cool. and, and and just, like, the mock flips. Yeah. Which were, which were, like, the same kind of level as Hannah was doing when she was impersonating <laughs> Mayu.
0: <laughs> they were a little better than that, but, yeah, they were really yeah. funny.
1: Yeah. And she was just, like, doing, like, the really <laughs> just... Fighting Will Osprey impression. Yeah. I don't lose, <laughs> and she didn't. Yes, yeah, she, now she's got, a, and now she's got a down payment for that house. Yeah, so. Will
0: Osprey uh, won the Junkin tournament.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, really, really fun events, uh, and of course the main event on the Stars Produce show. Yeah, that was pretty was, major too. Yeah, because it looked like Stars had lined up the show so that it was going to be. Uh Oedo Tai versus Star uh versus Queen's Quest on the undercard and they would just fight it out and stars would get to have all of the attention on them in the main events just, just to have like a nice easy match. And it was anything but that. Yes. Uh Team Jungle really have come into their own in the last month. Yeah, they, uh,
0: they finally had enough on this one and broke away from stars entirely. And the God Damn that promo by Jungle was really good, um, and I uh, yeah I, I just thought that was great. I didn't even I thought Mayu came off like a heel in her response to her, frankly.
1: But, uh, well, there's been that re- repeating theme of stars just not taking Team Jungle seriously. Yeah, and I'm already a I'm already a jungle fan. Yeah, so when her and uh, the, and the rest of her team just basically said look we are done with this shit we are moving on yep. we are being our own fourth pillar of this of this organization and my use just like i mean it's it's, it's like she across between doesn't care or doesn't take it seriously and she should because team jungles is a, a, a serious threat now I I didn't know if they would be because their lineup is not necessarily the most impressive. Yeah, they
0: they have a lot of young people on the lineup after the, after a certain point.
1: Yeah. So, uh, well, let's run through the the lineup for Team Jungle. Is uh, was
0: this the show uh, where they added two two new members?
1: Uh, I that was the show before this. I thought it was this show. This show. Okay. Yeah, because it it felt like uh, Leo Onozaki was doing a version of when Azubi joined Queen's Quest, uh-huh. just like the young, just like the young girl just stepping up and saying, "Let me join." Yeah. So the lineup for Team Jungle is now Jungle Kiona, uh, Natsukatora, uh, Yoniyama, Leo Onozaki, and. Ruaka. Ruaka.
0: Yeah. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty, I mean, the first two were solid, although, uh, Tora always historically eaten a lot of pins. So they're trying to rectify that now. And Yoniyama, she's, I swear to God, she's on every show and she's like never acknowledged. It's the weirdest thing. Um,
1: well, secretly, she, because she always faces the young girls, she must have the best win-loss record in the company. She
0: really, she, she very well might. Yeah. Uh, and then Leo. Um,
1: I have no idea. Yeah, she's
0: she's very young. <laughs> or she's not Ruaka young, but she's very young in the terms of uh, time spent in the business. She had just debuted. If anything, Ruaka's got a couple of years experience on her at this point. So
1: yeah, Yeah, so... Uh, it's not like they're bringing in fresh powerhouses or anything. I mean, Matsumoto is basically, as far as I can tell, not really a part of Team Jungle anymore.
0: Well, they don't even use her, yeah. Yeah.
1: Which is a shame, obviously, but as far as making a concerted effort to upgrade the status of their own homegrown talents, as far as this goes for Jungle and and Natakatora, I'm all aboard. This is... This is awesome that these people are getting an actual chance.
0: Yeah, me too. And uh Rossi Ogawa, the owner of Stardom, on his Twitter, I believe it was on his. St- anyway, he had said that uh ever since Io left, I somehow somebody asked him something along the lines of "Who are you going to build around?" or whatever, and he said the four pillars of Stardom now are to him, which is in the end all that matters: uh, Mayu Iwatani, Kagetsu. Momo Watanabe and Jogo Kiona, and as you'll see as we go through these shows, that's uh, we're certainly starting off with that.
1: Yeah, there's uh, a definite shift in direction towards emphasizing those four.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, the Stars Produce show was fun. I, re- I really liked the the uh, the Janken tournament, and I I loved the formation of Team Jungle, which I guess we should say is now Jungle Assault Nation, J-A-N, pronounced J-A-N. So.
1: Yeah, which it doesn't help them sound more threatening, because J-A-N is like the name of your mum's friend who she doesn't really like. Right.
0: Right, right. It's
1: like, oh, J-A-N came around earlier. Just like, oh, really, J-A-N? Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so. Tell her I'm not in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not here. Yeah, it w- it the full name is pretty cool Jungle Assault Nation. That's a pretty pretty badass name, but going by it, it the fe- acronym is a little bit, little bit less so.
1: It feels a lot like a early 2000s New Japan name. Right. Like uh like like when they had like groups named CTU and stuff like that. <laughs> it, it it feels I don't know, uh it feels like a throwback, but I kind of like the awkwardness anyway because Team Jungle basically acknowledged that they're not like not like the other groups. Yeah, they are basically they're not massively cool, but they are kind of cool because of that.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I don't mind it. Yeah, I don't either. The next show after that was uh, May twentieth, and uh, it was one of the rare nothing shows for Stardom. Uh, I believe you had been looking forward to Hina versus Rena, and we did get that. That was pretty fun. Yeah,
1: it was a very safe, straightforward match between two children. Right? Uh, they must be what eleven or twelve at this point. They, I think, the biggest, most dangerous spot they did was a slam, but it still felt like everything was well worked, pretty solid. They, it was just fun. Yeah, and it and it was a draw. Yeah, yeah. You know, it wasn't especially challenging, and uh, they're they're playing it extremely safe with these girls. So. I have no problem with this. Yeah, it was fun. me
0: either. I, I liked it a lot. Um, other than that, there wasn't really much to talk about on this show. Uh, there was an all-Queen's Quest main event.
1: Yeah, um, it definitely felt like they were trying to build up Momo, but it sort of felt like it was at the expense of Izumi, yeah. who's designated lowest person on that totem pole now.
0: Yeah, yeah. And what, what was the lineup? It was Io and Azumi versus uh, Momo and Konami, right?
1: right but uh it felt like EO was basically doing all the work in the match up until the point that azumi came in and then azumi had to lose the match yes yes so (laughs) (laughs) yeah it it felt felt a little bit harsh on azumi but i completely understand that i know that that's that's the direction they need the overall thing to go and from a strength perspective one team to the next that's the way it should have been structured
0: yeah yeah and i mean you know azumi's 15 by the time she's world champion and at twenty years old, nobody will remember anyway
1: not twenty come on, <laughs> I think you think you're underestimating her <laughs> I do
0: too actually i was I was trying to be uh modest there, but <laughs> <laughs> azumi's amazing, she really is uh, yeah, but it was a good match and uh Konami and Momo have been teaming pretty often, and I always like it. I think they're good together,
1: yeah, like we've been saying about konami this this move has really revolutionized her. As a character on these shows, now that she's got her Queen's Quest silver leopard print gear and everything as well, yeah, it looks pretty badass. She, she does look like she looks badass. She looks like part of the team. Yep. Her use of submissions is upgraded yep. because it feels like she can actually win.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And and combined with Momo as well. That's just obviously Momo is one of the scariest people on the entire roster.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She is. Uh... Who, who,
1: who you some who you somehow still have sympathy for
0: right right yeah i I think it's just because uh I don't know that I think it's her smile, she just seems so nice, so <laughs>
1: <laughs> she she doesn't really have i mean she has malice in what she does, but she doesn't seem to have ill will yeah you know what i mean
0: yeah yeah she's she's gonna kick the the living hell out of you, but you know no no, it's nothing personal nothing personal. <laughs> just gotta do my job uh, alright and speaking of speaking of Momo Aranabe stardom's true heart was the 523 show are there any undercard matches you want to talk about here before we get to uh, to the main course
1: yeah on the undercard of this show continuing the theme actually which is very positive uh, Jungle Kiona and Natsukatora defeated Azumi and Konami yeah which was, uh, it's, again, nice to see that jungle. has been picking up a lot of wins lately. So which is
0: th- so has Natsuko. She's gotten a lot of pins.
1: Oh yeah. Well, I meant Team Jungle in general, yeah. or Jungle Assault Nation.
0: Yeah, John, John.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was a fun promo before the Martino versus Zoe Lucas, Zoe Lucas match, but i you probably don't need to go out of your way to see that actual match.
0: Mm, no no you shouldn't see that match (laughs) i'm sorry i'm just i'm extremely low on zoe lucas it's just not my bag yeah uh
1: there was also a a, a, we really should mention that because it's actually a fairly big stipulation well not stipulation but you know what i mean the two out of three falls eight man tag team match on that show uh and the way that they it felt like it was being built explicitly towards that tag title match. Because yes. you had Kagetsu beating Mayu, Mayu beating Kagetsu, and then Saki beating Hana, which very much led in to how that tag title match was expected to go. Yeah, yeah. It, it it set some stuff up. But obviously, the most important thing on this match was, the most important thing on this card was the 17 and a half minute long m- I'm not going to say masterpiece, but excellent match. Incredible match. That was Momo
0: versus EO. Yeah. Yeah, they uh, they had been building up to this for a while, and they didn't let anybody down with this one. Um, it was not the same as the first match, which is, uh, that's a big thing with EO that you'll notice. Uh, if she has a, a repeat match with someone, it's like a completely different kind of match. If you go back and watch her matches versus Mayu every single one is different which I, I really like I think that's great um, so yeah it was a it was a different kind of match it wasn't just based around how hard can I hit you although there was a lot of that involved in in this um, but it was it was excellent I don't know if I like it more than the first I that's, that's a hard one for me to pick I uh, I would call them equals uh, in different ways I would go the same way. I think that I've seen the
1: first match about like three times now. So there's spots that stand out to me more. Yeah. Um, Especially when it comes to EO selling. But I think just the, the home stretch on this one stands out because it was that it was that point where you really feel like EO is completely against the wall. Yeah. And completely beaten by Momo. I, uh, Honestly, uh, since the announcement that EO is leaving, she has done so much more in terms of trying really, really, really actively to make her opponents look as good as possible. Yes, yeah, she and really does. Not, not that she didn't do that before, but she's really going above and beyond now to make sure that the people she leaves behind her are in a better position and are seen in a certain way. Yep. And that was this match. She just it felt like i was seeing the ace of the entire promotion get crushed by somebody who was so straight ahead and so ruthless in a lot of ways uh that you you just couldn't dispute this wasn't a, this wasn't a close match by the end it no. was this was momo's win
0: yeah and uh how how jesus how about that b driver spot Oh, the
1: running B driver.
0: Yeah, where Eos was playing games with her with her uh, ability to walk. I think. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. Um, if, there was a f- there's a few things on that match which I was definitely scared of. Yeah, if nobody's seen that, uh, so the B driver, you know, the position where their head's down, and you're supposed to tuck your chin, uh, and Eo does at the very last second before hitting the mat. But while Momo's running, Eo uh, has her chin. Uh, the opposite way just looking up and it's 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 scary she she uh she tucks her chin at the very last second she's she's definitely
1: playing it scary fast and loose with you know you keep thinking you look you're you're getting out of here in a minute you can get injured the second you walk into the nxt but at least get there at least sign the contract (laughs) they'll take care of you yeah yeah Yeah. don't get don't for the love of god come down with a horrible injury before you even
0: walk in the building yeah and she was doing this last time too when she was rumored to sign i i forget what match it was it might have been the uh the mayu title change where uh she's taking you know suplexes on her head on the ring apron like she, that's that's that mentality that great wrestlers have where there's they just don't know how to half-ass it they have no clue yeah, see,
1: Osprey, comma will. Yes, re- recently there <laughs> yeah. is absolute madness. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but to, to actually draw a comparison on, I I watched the uh, the final of the. Uh, I watched the final of the Super Junior's tournament uh, the morning before I watched this match. Okay, and that final of the Super Junior's tournament was extremely well reviewed, and it was a good match. I preferred this. That's incredible. Honestly. Yeah. I, I felt I felt like it had, and it might be because my personal connection to the people involved is stronger, but I really, I felt Momo's struggle and she got me far more involved in the match. Yeah, I, I, I love Hiromu, but I'm a bigger fan of Momo right now. Oh, absolutely. So.
0: And that just, uh, that goes to show that, um, you know, it can't just be great wrestling to be... To be the best that wrestling can be. You also need those connections. And, uh, the,
1: the connections generate the story. The, the connections generate your investment. Yeah. A great match between two people can be a great match, but it needs something special to properly get you into the... to make you properly enjoy it. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. And I think that's why a lot of matches get called spot fests, where... You know, it might be the same match as a match you don't call a spot fest. You are pretty close to it, but you just have no connection. It's just two dudes on a card doing crazy shit. So, I don't know, yeah. But uh, anyway, um, Momo was crowned uh, the white belt champion, and I think it's fantastic.
1: Yeah, she is an absolute highlight right now. Yeah, and I again, I I don't know if she can be EO no one can really be eo because eo is she's not just one of the best wrestlers in the world she's also marketable she's poised she has a lot of aspects to her momo's going to be something different
0: yeah yeah but, eo's like a really good looking girl and she has uh what do the kids say she has swagger so <laughs> uh, she she,
1: she has ever she has everything you would want to base your company around i mean the, the success or failure of stardom aside you could not have asked for a better person to build the promotion around
0: yeah over the over the last few years yeah so it's been pretty it's been pretty perfect so it'll be interesting to see how that all goes um but we'll be talking about that a lot more <laughs> going on, going down so let's move on to the next show all right the next show um was may twenty seventh and there were two shows this day there was a day and a night. And the standout to me on the day show was uh, once again Io Shirai. This time against Starlight Kid. That match was really good. I I, I love how Starlight is getting treated just that little bit more seriously now. Um, and I liked the the uh, juxtaposition of them both having some of the same moves that they do, like the six one nine and the moon salts and whatnot, and it was it was neat seeing it. It was like seeing e o versus a baby e o or something i don 't know, but it was a really good match
1: yeah i mean to to if you look at it initially, it might feel like Zumi is like the proto like baby e o but I think it's starlight, yeah, more than that, yeah uh for sure i i I think that they get they tried a few things in this match that gave starlight such confidence that she's been doing them since yep which is nice uh i did think that the finish was slightly problematic <laughs> in the e- 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 eo sort of looked at where starlight kid was and then decided to to, to salt from the wrong corner yeah
0: yeah well i think she was just too far away uh I guess, uh, as I had said, I guess Hell must have froze over for a second there because EO botched something <laughs> when she uh, barely hit that moonsault at all, and she knew it immediately. She she moved she moved Starlight a little closer to another quarter, did it again. So,
1: well, I, the way she landed it, it was like I I was afraid that her like foot was going to land directly in Starlight's face or something. Yeah, yeah. the first time, but. Yeah, she had to go up and do it again. But aside from that one, you know, like you say, once-in-a-lifetime botch, Right. it was uh, it was a really, really fun little progressive match. They really are taking Starlight Kid more seriously, since she is a champion in the company, and a, yeah. a singles champion at that. Uh, yeah, that, this is a really fun, you know, sub-10-minute match. If you want to see Io Shirai really at her best, well, I see at her best, obviously, there's the watch, but, uh, I really ha- doing a lot to progress the underneath talents and the young talent into stardom.
0: Yeah, if you want to see how to you know, help move a young wrestler to that next stage, this is it. Because, I mean, yeah. it's, it's not like a competitive match, it's not like Momo EO, where it's back and forth. You you knew EO was the, the superior talent here, or the superior wrestler here, um, but it, it's still a hell of a senior versus junior match.
1: Yeah, and Starlight got her uh, got some hope spots in there. It wasn't like a domination. It was more. It was more of a uh, overwhelming exhibition.
0: Yes. Yeah. Which was nice. Yeah, it was really good.
1: Um, uh, I also I also enjoyed Mayu
0: versus Martina just before that as well. That match was good. That gimmick that Session Moth has. I, I think this is the second show in a row she did it where she is. Physically frightened of Mayu Iwatani is just that that cracks me up.
1: I was just terrified the entire match that Mayu would actually hit like the dragon suplex on her or something. Yeah, yeah. that must be what uh, Sessions scared of too. Yeah, I mean, she takes Mayu very very seriously and genuinely is terrified. But Mayu is just a great com- a great comedic foil. Yeah. for Martina as well. So. It's, a, it's It's nothing much. It's like a. It's a just a fun little match, really. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's it's still funny to me. She has to drink some liquid courage to be able to face Mayu. She has to do that to face anyone. That's true. Too. <laughs> That's true. <too. laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, she has
1: to. She has to do that to face the interview guy at the start.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and this was also the show. Uh during the draft uh the trio's titles the artist of stardom titles had to be broken up um so this was the show where we had the mini tournament to uh get some more of them or not get some more of them but to get new champions
1: <laughs> yeah um there's nothing much to go about with the first two matches i mean they're fun we got we got uh, jungle assault nation defeating stars you could see that coming a mile off because Shiki was on the stars team. Yep. The only the only thing notable, notable to me there was that Saki Kashima... I, I've been going back and watching some 2012, as I said, from my project. And Saki Kashima in 2012 is wearing an almost identical version of, Shiki, of Shiki's gear yes. at the time. Yeah. So Shiki feels like she's a tribute act to Saki but Saki and Nat- Tam Nakano are the ones who are wearing the almost exactly matching gear now. Yeah. The the pink, pink and white, it, right? Uh, so they look like they should be, like... They should be the natural tag team. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, it, it was fun enough, uh, but the result was what you expected given the push of Jungle Assault Nation. Mm-hmm. The other match, the uh, Oedo Tai versus Queen's Quest, a little, little bit longer, Uh I didn't. I don't think it mattered, especially who won this. Aside from the fact that, because Momo had already just won the white belt, they probably wanted to give something to Oedo Tai in the lead up to their tag title match. Yeah. So that's probably why it went the way it did
0: there. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's just uh, that's more that symmetry because uh, we'll get to. Uh the main event of six nine a little bit later but there were some people thinking uh, in terms of six nine that Kagetsu might not win it's like you're you're just crazy because this is the symmetry of those four pillars so you're gonna have all right we'll we'll get to it later we're not to the title changes yet we'll get to that later <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm putting the cart ahead of the horse. All right.
1: Well, I th- I think we can talk- we can safely talk about the uh the, the, the title change for the evening show or yeah. the title establishment for the evening show at this point. Yeah, we can move which, on to which which was night great. Show. Yeah, it was really good. Uh firstly before that, we had the uh the only, th- the only real notable thing on the show was the uh the six-man tag match that went to a draw because it set up the Azumi Starlight Kid match for later on because Azumi could claim that champions shouldn't go to draws, yes, yes, which yeah. will which will feed back into their her title challenge against Starlet Kid later
0: yeah
1: yeah, yeah what, uh, but, what that's such a great rivalry, but we'll get to that uh so what did you think of the Arsis of stardom uh title match? I thought it was great, um
0: so it was actually for me. It was interesting because I thought the Oedo TIE team was so strong with Kagetsu, Hana, and Hazuki that I, I guess I just have such, <laughs> I, I guess I'm so impressed by that roster that's like, how could they lose? But um, they did. And ah. Uh, I'm having trouble putting my thoughts into words here, but this match was the culmination of a lot of recent Team Jungle wins and uh, the culmination in a lot of ways of the Jungle Assault Nation and Jungle Kiona herself being rebuilt um, to be a strong force uh, in how they quit stars and moved on to their own thing, which which goes back, because people were mad. It wasn't just Team Jungle that was mad. There were a lot of fans mad that, how do you not draft Jungle Kiona? It just seemed, you know, ludicrous. But it really, I mean, who knows if it was intentional or if they Daniel Bryan's their way into it, but it really paid off here with uh, the win here over Oedo 8 and Natsu Kotora getting her, her first title, and jungle, after over a year, I think it was over a year, coming back and getting another title and uh Yoniyama was there um, it, it i I thought it all paid off really well, and it was really emotional after the match,
1: oh, for sure, I mean Natsukatora, this is her first title in the promotion, and she was crying um, and yeah. because she hasn't had the chances that a lot of other people in the promotion have had, yeah, and perhaps that's because you know if they feel her look or her marketability wasn't enough. But she has such tremendous heart and she works so hard yeah. that she just could not be denied at this point. It's it's so nice to see uh all the members of Team Jungle get the get the validation that they the closest thing to a team title there is, a yes. full on team title. Yeah. It really validates them and it makes the Arts of Stardom the most interesting it's been since I became a fan. Oh, absolutely!
0: Yeah, I can't.
1: I can't wait to see who challenges them.
0: Yeah, me too. And there's a lot uh, they, of people that could. So,
1: yeah, I, I, there's a couple of notes from the match, such as uh, Oaida Thai continued to be fascinated with toys. That <laughs> there uh, the, the, the remote controlled dogs that Hazuki yeah. was carrying around. Um, the brawl that started the match was so intense that Hannah even threw Tam Nakano through some chairs, and Tam was not in the match. <laughs> I think Tam just got Tam just got in the way at one point, and yeah, and and Hannah just says like, "Screw this! I'm not taking chances here." Through the chairs, you go. Yeah. Uh, I thought the MVPs of the match were Jungle and Hazuki. Yeah. Uh, they had some really great back and forth stuff. I love Hazuki now. She, yeah, me too. I, I was always mildly indifferent to her before, but I think her heel turn has been so... well, not heel turn exactly, but her current turn. She's probably the person who suffered the most injustice outside of jungle. Yeah. And, well, team jungle in general. So, the fact that these these uh, jungle Kyona and Hazuki got to really show off between them uh, how they can carry a big time top match like this was fantastic, and of course, I love the deadlift spinning power bomb that
0: Jungle yes. used for the win. Yeah, that—that that is, that's badass. Yeah, that is a wonderful <laughs> finisher. I love when she pulls that out. What's she called? I think she called—is it a hammer toss power bomb or something? I don't know, but that's a great move.
1: Oh, well, the hammer toss power bomb will be a reference. Uh, but who is it who uses that in uh, Dragon Gates? Oh, in that sense, I'm flying uh, Yeah, I can't even remember now I'm not the biggest Dragon Gate expert I I, I watch shows every couple of years
0: So, yeah. if anyone at home knows
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> This is not the Dragon Gate hour We're not going to really no, know no. Yeah. <laughs> Not with us but yeah,
1: it's uh, So this was the second of our major title changes From this month uh after the white belt change so yes. obviously th- th- these are the first two the first two that they're focusing on uh as as you were saying before we have jungle with her jungle with a title and we have uh momo with a title
0: yeah so we got half of them set so th- then we move on um june 3rd this is the show where mayu and saki get to challenge for the uh the tag titles uh but before that there was an excellent azumi versus starlight kid match uh and probably my favorite rivalry at the moment anywhere i just love these two fighting all the time
1: yeah this was uh, i think it was the day card uh for, this was coming from sapporo uh they made frequent reference to the fact that they've only been there three times in five years um they were working the same audience, the same crowd as a Zero-One show on the same day. Yeah. Which is why they were working in a Zero-One ring.
0: Yeah, they had to use their ring. Yeah.
1: But uh, regardless of that, I loved how healthy the crowd looked. Uh, On a a few of these shows, they've had, especially with the camera angle they've had set up, it's been quite disheartening. Yeah. It it doesn't, there's, there's gaps in the crowd, which doesn't really give you a true idea of how many people are there. There's probably still a couple of hundred. But uh, if I think for this show, it was uh, attendance was something like 365 or something, uh,
0: if Cage Match can be believed, which is nice. It's fine. And, uh, but more importantly is, like you were saying, how the building is set up, it looked just jam-packed compared to other bigger buildings that have
1: gaps. Yeah. Sometimes you just feel like you've only sold so many tickets, so only set up that many chairs. Right. <laughs> Right. instead instead sometimes it feels like they've got you know we're set up 20 chairs for every five people
0: right, right. yeah um you,
1: you you should know by now how, how what your walk-up is but, yes. uh,
0: <laughs> yeah
1: but but yeah on to the uh future of stardom match which i i spent this afternoon catching up on a lot of these things and this was a real highlight for me i especially enjoyed how uh azumi's starting to pull out tricks uh You know, when she rolls to the outside to get some water or just, like, calls for a timeout, that feels like nothing that a young wrestler would ever be allowed to do unless they were being allowed to take some control over their own character. Yeah. The fact that she then used it to sneak around to the opposite side of the ring and surprise attack Starlight Kid as well. Yeah. (laughs) That was genuinely hilarious.
0: Yeah, that was a great spot. Starlight couldn't find her
1: the uh the 6619 attempt which was a, a callback to the eo match for with yeah. starlight kid was rough i would say like i say there was a, there's a few points in this where it's sort of they lost a little bit of momentum just due to a slightly off spot but you could tell that they were you could tell what their intentions with the match were and like ni- 95% of it was perfectly
0: executed
1: yeah it it's just it they they're 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 they're, they're upping their level and they're getting more
0: ambitious well starlight always has a weird way of doing the 619 because if you watch Rey Mysterio or, or Io Shirai do it they they come at the ropes and then they let their momentum carry their legs whereas with starlight kids she comes at the ropes and then it's very noticeable that she lifts herself up and kicks it's not like a fluid motion like the other two do I think
1: she's working up to that it's yeah it might just be she's taking the safest possible approach which i which i applaud yeah frankly yeah but at the moment she she, she's working in the the 619 which was dodged by azumi and then she does the 619 on the lower rope as well which she only kind of three quarters pulled off yeah well that's that's really low so. Oh yeah, no, it's it's an incredibly tough spot to pull off. Like yeah. like i was saying, I was watching this and just thinking, well, look, Ricochet would struggle with that. So come on, yeah, yeah. That's... Uh, I'm not I'm not trying to throw you know many slings at Starlight Kid for this. No, no, no. It, it, and, and I love the fact that it was a time limit draw as well because, firstly, obviously that sets up for more matches. Yeah. And secondly, it plays off Azumi's promo before the match, which was champions shouldn't go to draws. Yep. yep. So. Azumi's just gonna hit Starlight Kid with that exact same uh issue again and again. Yeah. And Frankly th- they could they could work draws for the rest of the year and I'd be happy. So
0: would I. But uh I was gonna say when you brought up safety earlier, how about that uh that Azumi bump? Good god. Oh my god, the the the, the Neste plunge. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh I forget what Starlight even did to her, but they were both out on the apron. Starlight does it's like a, a drop kick
1: to the knee or something. Yeah. And then Az- Azumi just takes a flat bump. And I thought she was aiming for the apron and missed. And I was just thinking, oh, my God, she must be winded. But <laughs> She I, got I, I think, immediately up. I think, I, yeah, I think it's what she was going for. Yeah, so. I, I,
0: I thought that's what she was going for. But the sound of it was just like, God, she hit hard on that floor. So.
1: It reminded me of the Hannah bump from the yes uh, elimination match. Yeah. Because oh, just sickening. Yeah,
0: and I I watched that. I think two or three times. I rewound that thing, and that it just sounds awful. But she she gets up immediately, and Starlight comes on comes down after her. So I guess she was fine. But God. the benefit that a
1: thin mat is relatively thicker when you are about you know sixteen years old and right. don't have a lot of body weight.
0: Yeah, yeah. When you're ninety, it's pounds. like a cr-
1: it's like a crash mat to her. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah okay so the main event uh, god if anything you could tell something was going to happen by these pre-match promos right yeah
1: it was. It definitely felt like Oedo Tai were saying goodbye
0: yeah yeah first you get uh, super nervous and emotional Mayu and Saki doesn't say a word so they're just a, a ball of energy and then you get to Oedo Tai and all they do is look at each other give each other a hug and say let's go and they go
1: i mean we've had some legendary title runs finish this month uh the Oedo Tai tag title run is one of my favorites oh easily easily it's been it's like a backbone that helps to carry this promotion yeah and Obviously, it had to end, and I feel it was right for it to end before other events happened here. Uh, I'm glad it's gone to Mayu and Saki because I, I, every time I see Saki, I my appreciation of her increases a very tiny amount. Yes, so I, by the I end of the the, same. By, the, by the end of the year, I'm going to be a massive fan. Yeah, she's not there yet, and she knows she's not there yet because yeah. her her post match promo indicated that. But I I enjoyed the. I, I liked the match. Uh, I especially enjoyed Mayu working. Uh, anytime Mayu gets to work with either of these other people, it just it, it clicks together like Lego. Yeah, yeah. They are well, especially we could get to that she's they're so used to working together. But when Hannah starts busting out that boot yes. to Mayu's face, yeah, you know, n- nobody sells it like death like Mayu does. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, throws herself like half limp. Through the ropes. Yeah,
1: like the, the the full on like your spine isn't meant to bend that way over the <laughs> bottom rope, you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and as for Saki, I, I feel the same way. Uh she doesn't always hit things perfectly, but she's more creative than most people are. She has that going for her. She she she's willing to try spots that you don't normally see in Stardom or Joshi at all. I th- yeah, once she I, I think she's still getting settled
1: again. Yeah. Uh, And once she works out what she needs to fit into the puzzle that these other three girls are completely a part of, it's going to be it's going to be good. And I really think she can get there. It's just that she's been asked to go from zero to sixty very quickly. Yeah, you know she she doesn't she's not getting the learning curve uh, that that you would hope for someone to get. Even though all she has really is ring rust.
0: Yeah. Welcome back, here's Oedo Tai. Yeah, basically. But it, it was a good match, and there were some really excellent uh, interactions, like you say, between Mayu and Kigetsu, and really between everybody at some point.
1: Um, uh, Hannah gets misted. S- Saki hits the uh, uh, Christian finish, the unprettier. Did she? Okay. Yeah, and then... I believe it's literally just uh, Mayu with the dragon suplex. And it was fitting in a lot of ways that the finish of the match was finally Kagetsu blue misting her partner I- instead of the opponent. Yeah. For once. Uh, which, I mean, after this match, we got the news that's well, we knew before, but uh, Rossi was, was sent a letter. Saying that hannah has gone to mexico for three months yes yeah that letter
0: was pretty great
1: and the next thing we see is hannah in mexico in her radio tie gear with the most bizarre blonde like hair attachments that i just don't know if that's a look for her or i it's it it did not work for me yeah she had no
0: she had the blonde Braids or whatever that was, and uh, she's wearing a slipknot shirt. <laughs> it was pretty interesting, <laughs> um, but I've I've seen pictures of her since, that she got rid of that. So I think she must have realized, like, huh, that didn't work. <laughs> but, but I guess that's why—that's what you do when you're young. You you have dumb haircut haircut ideas. So and you you
1: posted up some footage of the match of one of her matches uh, yeah. that she was having.
0: Uh, Lucha is still befuddling to me. It, it is to me too. I uh, it was a, it was a match in Mexico. That's that's for sure. <laughs> the, I do not like Lucha Libre, but it was okay.
1: Yeah, it, there was like a there's a marked difference in the style of work. That, as soon as Hannah steps in that ring, even though she's trying to do the off the ropes spot heavy stuff, yeah. But yeah, I mean we'll we'll see her in a few months. I'll be happy to see her when she comes back.
0: Yeah, I'm just more mostly curious to see. Uh, The changes that happen in her when she comes back.
1: What, whether her Lucha impersonations have improved?
0: Yeah, or just her character. You know, the famous Nakamura comes back from Mexico and he's a totally different guy, that type of stuff.
1: But she wasn't lacking personality before she left.
0: Oh, I know, I know. So now (laughs) I want to see it go from 11 to...
1: (laughs) Yeah, if you send Nakamura or uh, if you send Bland... Like early two thousands Nakamura to Japan, to Mexico, or you send Naito to Mexico and they come back as the most charismatic men in the business. Right? What the hell's going to happen when you send the woman who is already one of the most charismatic in the business to <laughs> Ex- to Mexico?
0: Exactly. Everyone is in trouble. That's what's going <laughs> to happen. <laughs> she's going
1: to come back as, I, I, and she's going to have Teddy Hart levels of personality. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, she'll. Uh... She'll stud- suddenly have the charisma of Stone Cold Steve Austin or something. <laughs> <laughs> Goes from she's an 11 out of 10 to a 100 out of 10. I'm all for it. I am too. I am too. <laughs> um, okay, but yeah, the post-match was good. Both, both women were thrilled. Uh, Mai was happy, very happy. Saki was crying. I noticed, though, that when the other STARS members got in the ring... Every one of them gave hugs to the new champs, except for Tam Nakano, Tom Nakano. She, uh, I don't know. I, I just always feel so bad for Tom. Like, this should have been Tom, right? Right? It should have been Tom. Hey, <laughs> I'm, I,
1: I, I, I'm, I'm all for a storyline involving Tam Nakano.
0: Yeah, they've done nothing with her since that barbed wire match
1: does Feel weird because there's still so much based around her in terms of visual promotion, yeah. Like the 365 days of Tam. Yeah. Uh,
0: maybe
1: it's maybe it's partially because I mean, she just got rid of her uh, her representation as well, yeah. Uh, so that maybe there are issues surrounding that which they meant that they did want to use her less, or that's why she got rid of them, or yeah. we, we don't we, we genuinely don't know what's going on with her, so
0: yeah it's just I don't know I always feel bad for Tom Nakano <laughs> in these recent months, and even before the I mean even before the death match the, the all the all the matches she was getting garbage cans poured on her, so I don't know she's a she's a great baby face to me. I hope they do something with her,
1: yeah, she's definitely one of the people who you feel like they could do a lot more with, but i'm I they will do a lot more with at some point soon. it's just that. The, the the focus that Tam had six months ago is currently on people who did not have that focus six months ago. Yeah. yeah. So you you need to you need to have, Tam might need to take a back seat for a few months whilst we talk about Hazuki and jungle.
0: Yeah. Which uh, when you put it that way, fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Big fan of both of them. Um, all right, we got uh, one match left. The the show is not up, but the match is. And we have three pillars set. We have Mayu with tag gold. We have Jungle with trios gold. We have Momo with white, uh, silver (laughs) gold. What? White gold. (laughs) White gold. (laughs) That's just. Wait a second. Uh, so now we're going to get Kagetsu versus Tony Storm.
1: Well, the version of Kagetsu we got was straight out of the, uh, this is my big match in Japan playbook because she was in all white. Yep. uh, Looking like... Looking like she was saying, what outfit would look best for me when I'm I'm holding up my title at the end of this?
0: Yes. (laughs) It made me think that uh, originally she was going to get that white belt, but then they found out... This is... Okay, this is my... I have another, you know, conspiracy theory here. Rossi didn't yet know... When he was booking E.O versus Kagetsu, that Kagetsu was le- or that E.O was leaving, so Kagetsu was going to win that belt, and it was going to be the white belt with that white outfit. And Hazuki was going to uh, you know, she was going to stay because she had new Queen's Quest gear, but that's something now I'm just ranting. The point is <laughs> the point is, I think Kagetsu was going to win the white belt, and that's why she had that white gear, and then uh, Rossi finds out EO's leaving has to change it to Momo winning the white belt and Kagetsu getting the world.
1: Well, in this precedent for wearing the white gear in big matches when everything's on the line, when you want to change people's mind about you, um, Goto wore the white oh, gear. Oh, yeah. Uh, although famously, Goto did not change anyone's mind about him. And, uh, well, I guess he got to join Chaos after that, but still, he yeah. didn't get to win that match. Uh, also, Minoru Suzuki uh, at one point went... You know, white gear, blonde hair for a big match at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. So it's got more cultural cultural uh, connections than I think we're necessarily getting. Uh,
0: That being said, you're not going to let me have my conspiracy theory, are you?
1: No, never. I'm always going (laughs) to I'm always going to debunk
0: you. You
1: are the molder to my Scully. (laughs) That's right.
0: What 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 was the uh the big X-Files thing uh on the poster? Something out there. What did they say?
1: I can't remember. I've watched like 3 episodes of the X-Files. I believe or something like that. <laughs> yeah. That that's me.
0: I'm Fox Mulder. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Your crippling sex addiction. That's
0: right. That's a different show. <laughs> S- same guy. Same guy. Same guy. Um, okay, I'm sorry. Carry on. <laughs> But yeah, um,
1: Tony, once again, I don't know to what extent it's her character or what it's really she really feels like, but she doesn't feel happy to be there. Yeah, and um, man, did I, I
0: hate that pre-match promo. I think some people were liking it. I hated it.
1: She, I think she's caught a lot of flack for a situation that wasn't her fault. Yeah. Uh, so you can understand why she's frustrated, but it sort of felt like almost Nigel McGuinness Ring of Honor levels of. Except Nigel was justified in turning on the fans because the fans were assholes. Yeah. But in this case, it sort of feels. Tony has a lot of opportunities and a lot of things on her side, I, and I never want to talk da- talk her down. No. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of hers. But sometimes you just in stardom, you just get the feeling like she does not want to be there.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like we talked about on the first ever episode, she comes across as always being very tired when she's there, which, I don't know. Like, what What do I care? You know, I'm a, I'm a fan, right? I don't... <laughs> <laughs> when you think about what a promo's supposed to do, I mean, if you want to talk about it on Twitter, let's talk about it on Twitter, but, like, is a pre-match promo? You're tired? Like, what? I don't... Yeah, you can say that like this
1: adds to her aura of like, you know, I'm traveling around the world, I'm working myself to death doing this, you yeah. know, I'm I'm holding all these belts, I'm being being a, the world figure. But you look at the way Tony Storm carries that and then you look at, look at the way like a Ric Flair carries that. Ric Flair yeah. is to turn
0: up the next day and say, God, I'm tired. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And <laughs> this this promo, I mean, we didn't even say what she said, but basically she she was mad at the fans because they the uh, the fans were upset that there weren't a lot of red belt defenses and she's never around, so she was basically saying, you know, guess what? I'm not Rossi Ogawa. It, it just seemed very petulant, I guess. Well, well
1: say. The, the the flip side of that is that it's not like Rossi said, you know, Rossi books you when you're available, right? So I mean, the the fans can see through that can compl- see through that complaint easily. Yeah, but reg- it, I- regardless,
0: this was the right time to do this. Yeah, and and just one last thing, not that I'm really into Walmart wrestling entertainment, but just think of any big company. Do you think there's any chance in hell that, before a major title match, the promo would be about bitching about internerds? I, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I'm done. <laughs> I hated the promo. Well, TNA. Well, maybe. maybe TNA, yeah. Maybe yeah, Vince, wherever Vince. Anything Vince? Russo anything Vince
1: is. Yeah, I was going to say wherever Vince Russo is, it's going to be <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> playing to the internet. But uh, yeah, I, I really disliked that promo. So I'm done.
1: It was uh, a uh, good match. It was it not was a good as
0: match. good. It's not as good as the white belt match. No, I, and I sometimes before watching it on Twitter, the English Stardom account said that this was easily the match of the year so far in stardom. And I, I didn't understand that.
1: Not with those white belt matches out there, no. Yeah. And and obviously there's a lot of... I, I'm a huge fan of the multi-person matches, so there's a lot of like eight and ten man matches out there, which yeah. I think surpass this as well. But again, that that's not a huge criticism, because exactly. the standard work of the company is very high. And I really enjoy both Kagetsu and Tony Storm. It's yep. just that this was... A very good, not incredible match. Exactly. That didn't that, that didn't need the hype that the Twitter account gave it. I agree, yeah. I was more excited to see Kagetsu win the belt.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was a really good match, but saying easily the match of the year sort of gave the wrong expectations that it wasn't going to live up to.
1: But with that done, we do have
0: our four pillars in place. We have them we have them. And I'm interested to see where it goes from here. Um who does Kigetsu face? Uh notably Hana wasn't there. Her 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 main friend there uh, was not there. And I, I <laughs> it's going to be weird cuz they'll see each other in Ring of Honor before they'll see each other again in stardom. Um So that's Yeah, I I,
1: I I I kept ask I've I've asked Chris Wolf a couple of times if she's going to be able to make it across for a reunion on the uh, oh just hinting across because like, it was just I just want to see I want to see them all together again but I think yeah. Chris is uh, mainly, st- mainly on the west coast at the moment yeah she's
0: so. uh, California yeah, yeah.
1: but, but uh, um,
0: yeah what happens uh, there who, does, who goes against Momo I mean we know Momo is going to be fighting Jungle and Hazuki um, and the Momo-Hazuki uh, interactions have been great since she won the title too
1: I feel like Mayu is Momo's natural opponent because we saw in the in the tag matches their interactions have been tremendous yeah I know that I know that Mayu's a tag champion right now as well but I really feel like a Mayu versus Momo match is coming up soon
0: that that could be the match of the year that would be incredible to see and
1: and yeah it feels like a big match that they've kept them apart yeah but they've they've hinted at it so many times like I was saying last last uh Last month, when they, they were doing spots in two separate matches on the same show, right. they were working together extensively. And you could see it in the tag matches building up this month. Uh, you, there's just... There's no doubt in my mind that that is where they're going at some point soon.
0: Yeah. And I, like I say, I'm all for it. That's a, that's a hell of a matchup right there. Uh,
1: when it comes to the... Uh, the artist of stardom belts it's harder to see it's harder to see exactly where the opponent's gonna come from. You could have makeshift away to tie teams, yeah, but you know Hazuki and Natsu and I guess Kagetsu would be interesting uh, It feels a little bit like a rerun of the of the t- of the title match at the end. Uh, I feel like it might get more, a little more of a uh, more of a stardom uh, more of a stars lineup going up against jungle that feels where that that feels like where that heat is right now yeah So. Yeah.
0: and those will be interesting too and it's uh, it's also one of those things where you know they don't defend those titles very often those artists titles historically not very often so this being the first you know as you were saying, trios champions that are really about that unity, that trios unity of three people, um, it's going to be interesting. I'm hoping it's the very first trios run that's memorable. Because there's been a lot of good trios matches, title or non-title, but there hasn't really been a great trios title run. So I'm hoping we get that here.
1: It really it all comes down to the opponents. And... Yeah. But I think that certainly in the case of jungle these are title belts with something to prove And, and, and that's the case for all three of them so with this like you say with this being their focus i'm really looking forward to seeing where they go with it
0: yeah yeah all right so that being said we have the five star gp lineup ready and let's just go through them so first announced we have kimberly she will be coming to stardom i've wanted her there for a while I'm a pretty yeah. big fan of hers, yeah. Uh,
1: also big fan of hers.
0: Yeah, yeah. Then we have uh, Rachel Ellering. Uh, her last tour was hit and miss. The EO and the Mayu matches were really good. Every other match was definitely not. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Kelly Klein, uh this This hater woman. <laughs> Jamie. Jamie,
1: Jamie Hater
0: Jamie Hater I, I know nothing about her so I, I like her a lot as I mentioned before uh, yeah. I think
1: hopefully you're going to be surprised
0: yeah I hope so too Yeah, uh, Viper who is everyone knows how good she is and the last Gaijin on this will be Nicole Savoy um, as for the rest of the lineup it's going to be Tom Nakano uh, Konami natsu sumire which is sort of a weird one um she's not you know the best in feature matches but it should be fun she'll be fun uh hazuki kagetsu uh saki kashima mayu iwatani uh momo Watanabe, jungle Kiona, and natsukatora so it's a, it's a pretty good lineup um out of people that we're not getting that we had last year, uh, there's Hannah. She's off in Mexico. Io and Tony have gone, you know, uh, to uh, WWE, NXT, whatever Tony's doing. Uh, Kaylee Ray, who's just not there, which sort of sucks. I'm a big Kaylee Ray fan. Um, but we'll see. And yeah, uh, Yoko. She, uh, so
1: I, I, I didn't mention it before, but uh, it's not even relevant here. But uh, she had a match with Chris Wolf on Eve that I saw that I really loved. One of my favorite Chris yeah. Wolf matches. So yeah, it's a, yeah. Sh- it's a shame it that she's, n- she doesn't seem to get
0: booked as often these days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Yoko Beto off to retirement. And, uh, I almost forgot until you just brought that up. Chris Wolf was in it last year too.
1: Not that Chris Wolf exactly has the best win loss record in these things.
0: Well, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it'll be very different from last year. That's, uh, let me count in my head real quick. Uh, seven people? Yeah, seven. Six. Six or seven. Um I forgot Hiromi Hiromi was in this too, and uh Konami retired her too, so <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of people Konami retired were in this last year. Uh so it's good it's it's a lot of uh turnover. So we'll see what happens. I'm not I'm not entirely thrilled by this lineup. Uh out of the out of the Gaijin, Kimberly can have good matches. Uh Ellering can with you know, the best of the best. Viper can with just about anybody. I have a lot of respect for her to do really good work. Um I don't know anything about Hater. Uh Nakano hasn't been great since she's been back in terms of the ring work, but Every time she gets great again, like she gets really good again, she gets hurt. So it's, it's gotta be frustrating for her. Uh, Konami's on fire. That's gonna be good. Uh, Savoy, I wasn't, you know, she was perfectly acceptable, (laughs) but she wasn't great. She wasn't great or bad. Um, Hazuki and Kagetsu, they're gonna be great. Saki, this is gonna be a lot of singles matches for Saki, who's not used to that. And, uh, Everyone else I do have high expectations for. So Mayu, Momo, Jungle, Natsuko. They're all going to be good. But I don't know what to expect from this.
1: I feel like enough people have elevated their own position from last year to feel like they have to deliver bigger on matches. So we can expect more from Jungle, more from Momo. Yeah. And not to put unreasonable expectations on them, because obviously we don't want like a, a G1 thing where everyone gets... like horrendously injured off the back of it, but it's uh I think there's enough there. There's there's certainly enough there to hold my interest and I I've no intention of skip of skipping any matches because it tells the whole story. Um I mean some of these people uh (laughs) referencing Eve a lot lately. The the she won, which is in November, has snagged a couple of these people across to their side at least. So you know you've got your uh, Kaylee Ray's... Uh, I think Viper might be in the lineup for it. I think there's a, a She-Won qualification match between Viper and Kaylee Ray for that tournament as well. Uh, yeah. Chris Wolf is lined up for that, possibly. And uh, Chihiro Hashimoto of Sendai Girls, possibly, as well. There's, they're, they're working through the qualification matches now. Yeah. But uh, if you want an alternative to this if, this, if the Stardom one doesn't quite line up like you'd like... The she one would be, I, I, as soon as I find out, it's it's four four shows over two days uh, in four per, two four-person blocks. And I'm severely tempted to book every single sh- one of those shows and make well, a huge weekend out of it.
0: I, I was just going to say, if you're not at all four of those shows, then then you're fired you're just gone <laughs> 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 so, well, as, as, it,
1: as as it stands both me all, me me chris and tim will most likely be around for all those so ah yeah
0: yeah that's going to be man i mean even if for nothing else but to see big hash Chihiro hashimoto god that would be so great yeah it's like cuz
1: when you meet all these me, we meet all these girls a lot of them are you know smaller than you then they they look big larger than life on the screen. Yeah. They're smaller than you think. I'm pretty sure Hashimoto is twice as thick as me. Yeah, I <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure she could just break me with a finger. So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd, I really I really want to meet her in person.
0: Yeah, she is. She's so cool. Yeah, I love her. Um. Okay. So. That is the five star GP that'll be coming up. Uh, when does it start? I believe at the end of September. September. What's this photo say? September twenty fourth at the Corakun Hall.
1: Which is, I mean, I know that the they're probably doing multiple dates for the uh, uh, for the Young Classic, which is why certain people had to pull out. Especially, I think the the final pro- of the Mae Young Classic probably falls slap bang in the middle of the uh, five star. So, I mean, that's that's a rough situation. Uh, WWE is definitely taking something away from stardom, but I yeah. feel like stardom's not... Stardom is resilient enough and has oh, enough yeah. talent that yeah. I, I'm not especially
0: worried about it. No, me either, not at all. Although, uh, if you remember... Uh... Recently, I forget what show it was, but Shigusa Nagayo was sitting with Rossi at a show once, and that led me to have the expectations that you know we might get Mio Momono or Takumi Oroha or someone like that in this thing, which would have been great, would have been really good. So, can you imagine Mio Momono interacting with these stardom girls? My God, <laughs> <laughs> just... God, I I just want to see her challenge uh, Starlight Kid for that. Uh, yeah. for the uh, for her belt. Oh my god, that would be so good. So good. Yeah. Or a uh, Aroha, she likes kicking people. Have her uh her and Momo kick the shit out of each other. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I got my hopes up, but I guess uh she, I guess Naga- Nagayo was just a uh, guest. So. Okay, that is the 5-star GP lineup. Uh next um back to Io Shirai how we started the show. Uh, She does have some dates left. Um, Actually, at the time of this recording, she only has one date left, and it's pretty soon. Uh, But, so she has uh, three matches here. Do you want to tell us what they are, Tom?
1: Yeah, so uh, coming up hopefully very soon on Stardom World will be her 20-person Stardom... I mean, I I call them testimonial matches because there's a tradition in... uh, in British football where you play a sort of an exhibition match as a thank you and a goodbye to the fans. So Eo has her twenty person, one minute per person match against everyone, or most of the people in stardom. Yeah. Which I really look forward to. Uh, but that was that was like six days ago that happened already. The other matches coming up, or more accurately the Sendai Girls match, which happened today, the day of recording, yeah. was Hashimoto and Mako Satomura versus Io Shirai and Dash Chisako.
0: And I got—I I gotta say, after seeing how Io's treating all her other farewell tour matches, I have—I I really think that's going to be great.
1: I almost wanted to see Io versus Dash, to be honest, because. Yeah. The speed combination of the two. But then I, I also really want to see Chihiro Ashimoto throw Io around.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
1: I kind of don't want to see it as well. So,
0: <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's going to be so good.
1: And then her final match, which is tomorrow as of time of recording, is Korokan Hall. It is Thunder Rock. That is Io Shirai and Mayu Iotani versus Kagetsu and Hazuki. Yeah, and
0: that's going to be incredible too. And it's going to have a good crowd. They've already announced that 1,200 tickets had been sold recently. So, Yeah, that was like three days ago, so I'm expecting
1: them to add at least a couple of hundred to that, maybe more in walk-up business. So. Yeah.
0: Do you know, do you remember, how much does Korokuin hold? It's close to 2,000. Aha, okay, I thought it was 1,500, so that's great.
1: Capacity 2,005. Oh, there you go! There look, you look can. at me there. Look there at me with can. my knowledge. Leave that's,
0: that all in. That's <laughs> right. Didn't edit a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a genius. That's right. You know, little fact for listeners of Joshi Joshi: Tom has in his head the building capacity for every wrestling venue on the planet Earth.
1: Uh, with a small asterisk next to that saying, allowing for editing. That's right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. Yeah, that's going to be a hell of a match. It's it's nice that she's going out with Thunder Rock.
1: Yeah, I mean, I really hope that there's a quick a quicker turnaround on the both the twenty person match and the Thunder Rock match because they rushed out uh, they've rushed out obviously the red belt win. Yeah, and I hope that sort of sets a precedent for bigger important matches. Yeah, especially because EO's goodbye is. It's such a big deal yeah. for stardom, yeah. And I'm—I don't want to have to wait a week to see a lot of this stuff, or wait more than a week. And yeah. I—I don't—I don't want to be harsh to the stardom guys because they work—they work incredibly hard, yeah. Um, but you know, as a fan, you're just excited to see this stuff. So
0: yeah, yeah you get impatient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is understand. That's what they're trying to make us. So it works. <laughs> you want us to want your product, and we do. Um,
1: yeah I'm not going to get too harsh when I watch every single second of what they give us exactly
0: exactly. (laughs) damn you (laughs) let me buy everything you've ever sold (laughs) speaking of which uh, I just also wanted to say speaking of buying things Stardom released some more stuff to buy Uh, I'm going to come off like a total shill but it's because I'd buy half of it if I could Uh, there's a new Kagetsu towel Tom is going to be all over that oh god yeah (laughs) yeah <laughs> there's an e o towel at the show today tonight whatever um that if if it's available I assume Tom will want that too there's I gonna have be no money for this
1: stuff right now, <laughs> especially the exorbitant fees I'd have to pay on importing yeah. and everything
0: it bankrupts me there's uh there's <laughs> e o is getting a commemorative her own set of trading cards like uh Hiromi got I didn't buy heromi's you can bet your ass on buying eos uh yeah, there's rumors she'll have another photo book all to herself um since that's usually what people do when they leave like Hiromi and yoko both did it um there is a new hazuki shirt which is really badass it's a skull but you know how she keeps her hair up with that that thing yeah yeah i saw this one yeah that's uh with the skull that looks really cool and then there's a new Hazuki one, which also looks. Or I said that there's a new yeah. there's a new Momo one, which is also
1: really cool. So there's yeah, a lot of the, the Momo one is my favorite, honestly, yeah. from that lineup. So
0: I don't know. I I love the kagetsu towel. I want that.
1: Oh no! I, of, of the of the uh, the towels are obviously a, a thing I'm going to buy as soon as I possibly can. But right. <laughs> like, if you make an order from Stardom, I'll ask you to buy those for me and then send them to me. Okay. <laughs>
0: Because <laughs> I'm I'm just waiting for those EO cards. I'll, I I want those cards, awesome. especially since it'll probably I believe with the Hiromi one you got one guaranteed autograph card in each pack, so or something like that. Whatever. Anyway, that's enough. Sh- that's enough shilling for Stardom. <laughs> they don't they don't pay us for this. Um,
1: so moving on from the subject of Stardom to Stardom.
0: <laughs> From stardom to stardom.
1: Yeah, there was a documentary on BBC One, which is one of the two major ratings channels in the UK. It's that and ITV. Yeah. And there was, a like I say, a half-hour documentary on Viper. Of, of all things. Uh, At yeah. uh, uh, 7.30 in the evening, <laughs> after the one show. Like, I hate yeah. the one show, but it's still like, that's... It was amazing yeah. like to see it done and I was i was very excited for it and then I read into the description because I saw Viper at the weekend and I couldn't figure out where everyone was chanting BBC at her. I thought it was <laughs> an acronym. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, so I check out the listing for it and it says uh we follow her to Japan and yeah. I just suddenly thought, Holy shit, when are they doing this? It's for a big title win. It was during uh during the big show was where where she beats uh, Tony Storm for the yeah. title. Yeah, for, she uh, won, it,
0: when did she won the SWA title? Yeah,
1: it was sort of for Dream Slam. So like, I was just blown away. So yeah, we got this documentary. It start. I really advise checking out if possible. It was very well done, aside from a couple of problems with the announcer. Basically, um. Nothing in the documentary suggested the sport was real, but the announcer <laughs> kind of suggested it was.
0: Yeah, that's what I heard. They they sort of go into kayfabe a little bit.
1: Yeah, Edith Bowman, uh, who is a radio uh, DJ here, she was doing the voiceover for it, and it was sort of like she was talking in terms of, she finally gets an opportunity at this belt, and she she won the belt, and she's not really explaining, this is a performance. Yeah. You know, but still... Uh, they follow her. They follow Viper to uh, her family's coach business in Scotland. They followed her to uh, uh, p- p- uh, shows in Scotland. They followed her to pro wrestling Eve because I could I I literally just point at one thing, point at one shot and say I was there yesterday.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Look at And, that. Yeah. and
1: then the, and then they followed her to Japan, which was awesome because you got to uh, see the girls in the Gaijin flat. Uh, you got to actually follow them to mid breath and watch the training that happens there. How long is this show? 30, 30 minutes. Okay. So it's very straightforward. It's very uh, direct. So I could have, as soon as it ended, I could have said, look, I could have done with another hour. There. Yeah, yeah. Cause it, but for 30 minutes, they cover a lot. And, you know, you get. Tony Storm was especially deadpan funny. Yeah. In in the flat, which he's talking about like just people and making sort of dry observations. You've got Zaya Brookside off in the corner, like eighteen year old Zaya just laughing her head off at these two older girls. Uh at the time the fourth guy Jin would have been B. Priestley, uh who did not appear on camera. I couldn't figure out if that was because she has a contract with Defiant or whether or not it was just because will Ospreay was working in Japan at the time, so she wasn't around uh-huh but that she just wasn't mentioned or featured at all. it was literally just those three girls uh in the Gasian flat but yeah it's it was a invaluable fascinating little just a background view into their life in stardom and I mean, they, they, there's some inaccuracies. Obviously, they said that women's wrestling in Japan is big business, which is a relative term, I guess.
0: Yes, yeah. What uh, decade are we talking about here? Exactly, exactly.
1: <laughs> but like, as my as my dad pointed out, because I kept correcting things, and I think it was annoying him. Uh, like the SWA belt is not the biggest belt in Stardom. Really, it's it's a belt in Stardom that's barely featured. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, I would say at best it's their third belt.
0: Mm, even that's high, yeah.
1: Yeah, I would say at best. You know, it depends who's got it, and uh, and of course, the big business is relative. I can say, you know, i I was at a UK women's only show that had an attendance of a thousand people, and that's about what the biggest women's shows get on average in Japan. Yeah. But obviously, you get a lot more shows in Japan, so it is bigger business
0: right right but, right it's, they, they run more often
1: yeah yeah so they, they just simplified a few things for, to help the narrative i think but even so if you are a fan of stardom and joshi and and you just want to see uh an interesting te- interesting take on a very 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 mainstream platform uh i highly recommend finding a copy of fight like a
0: girl i definitely will try to see that uh I saw someone else ask how to see it outside of England, or the UK. And they were told, oh, it's easy, just get the iPlayer and a VPN. It's, no. it's, I'm not, that's a I'm, lot of work. That's not so easy, yeah. So I'm hoping it becomes available somewhere else where I can watch it at some point.
1: I suspect you'll find a copy lying around somewhere.
0: Yeah. Okay. On to our projects. Um... I actually did get some done this month. I saw the first three title defenses of Io Shirai's second red belt ring, um, and they were they were excellent. I guess the first one wasn't technically a defense; it was when she won the title from Mako Satomura. Um, it's always interesting when Io uh, wrestles against Mako because she her approach is totally different from how she wrestles against other people. She has much less, um. Cockiness about her, I guess I'd say, um, where she knows that Mako can fuck her up, <laughs> so she's a little bit more careful. She's very
1: um, wary, yeah, of Mako, yeah. So which, is why, was, which is why it's just why that triple threat match we were talking about was so interesting because adding the extra element of Matsumoto into the mix, yes, generates that space that it we went last time where Io can really pick her points and strike when she wants to, which is when she's most effective.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, and because Hiro Yo can fight back against Mako pretty well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, here, this match was really good. Um, that was year end climax 2015 when she won that. So that's the beginning. Hell of a match. I recommend it. The next match was really long. It was a half hour long match. Uh, and I could only find it in just potato quality. It's not on Stardom World. Um, so I found it online, and it just looked... It wasn't very good quality, but it was a really, really good match. So I'm hoping Stardom World puts it up so I can actually see it in a decent picture. Um, I was going to say, potato quality is not a term I've heard before. Yeah, it's not a good thing. Imagine filming something with a potato. Okay, well. <laughs> so you
1: just imagined this match, then? <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs>
0: no but it was very you know uh pixelated it 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 didn't look very good i could tell what was happening but it was very far away from what i'm used to um and then the last match i saw was uh against viper of all people so this was a good match i don't know if it was viper's first tour or second um it was certainly early in her run there and it was good um she played a hell of a monster against Io, uh, and Io did her incredible cell job as always. So it was another really good match. I don't I don't want to give away too much in any of these matches. That's why I'm not going into super detail. I want people to actually go watch them. Um, but we are certainly off to an incredible start so far. And next, uh, next is going to be Alpha Female, and then the first Mayu Iwatani match. I'm looking forward to that. Um, I'm looking forward to this whole reign. It looks good. There's some things here like uh, Casey Owens. I don't even know who that is, and I watch a lot of female wrestling. Um, uh, Casey Owens. Who is that?
1: Um, if I if I'm correct, that's with a K. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what I was talking about earlier on about how there was a mystery opponent in my in the Eve show I yeah. was at. Yeah. Uh, and there was an opponent who refused to wrestle because she would no longer. Participate in that, right? That's Kay- that's Casey Owens.
0: Oh, okay. She's
1: she's one of a a pair of Irish twin tag, uh, uh, Irish Irish twins who were a tag team in the UK. Oh. I believe that's correct. Interesting. Well, is, I'm-
0: I had no idea she'd been to Japan. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, this is May of 2016. So, actually, you know what? I'm looking at the uh, the cage match entry now. She had not been to Japan. This is a title match, but it looks like it says it's in Frankreich, which means France. So,
1: yeah, no, uh, Stardom did a few international European tours that year.
0: Yeah, so that must have been one of the matches. There we go. Yeah. Okay. After that is Kaylee Ray. I had to make sure that was in Japan. It is. So, and then, you know, you get Yoko Bito, uh, Terra Valkyrie, I guess I've heard of her. Uh, Mayu Iwatani. Uh, uh, just enough, more people from there, but this is just to say that I'm really enjoying this rain so far, and it, it looks like it's going to be 95% outstanding.
1: Excellent, excellent.
0: Yeah, so how about you? What was your project this month?
1: Uh, well, I was rewatching some stu- Stardom 2012, and I got one show in. So, I'm doing well. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, but there was, there was some seriously interesting stuff. Like I said before, uh, seeing Saki Kashima as the palette swap cheeky early on in her career was right. interesting. Uh, but I also got... Uh, what, according to Cage Match, is Kairi Hojo's first match against Yuzupon? Hmm. And, and you weren't kidding when you said Stardom you used to be more Sendai-like in, in terms of the, how stiff they were as a promotion. Oh, yeah. The... There's. I mean, this match is. I mean, uh, Yuzu, User's kicks are just excellent. But yep. even at the time, Curry's just. She's so sympathetic and so good at get, getting that crowd behind her. Um, her style at the time actually reminds me a lot of Leo now.
0: Ah, okay. And just you know, comes both, running at you with
1: forearms? Pretty much, yeah. But yeah. she was much more developed than Leo was at the time. Yeah. So, I mean, I. Just from that, I, just because I want to see more uh, Carrie Hojo at the time, uh, I'm interested in interested in getting further into this. But I'm going to stick with Stardom 2012 as my current project.
0: Okay, absolutely. So we'll be uh, we'll both be continuing on these roads for a little while.
1: And so on to our very final segment today. We're still playing with the format, but I think this is always going to be the last thing we do. Yes. Let's talk about the WWWA world title match at the Budokan at AJW's Legacy of Queens. This is Aja Kong versus Dynamite Kansai from August 25th, 1993. So, Justin, you recommended this match. Why did you do that?
0: (laughs) I did that because these two hit each other in the head really hard. (laughs) (laughs) and i really enjoyed it um that is a valid valid reason it is it is they were they were not playing games here with each other um this is just one of the matches where aja decides to spam her spinning backfist and try to kill somebody and it was it was it was really good um it takes a while to build it's a little slow in the beginning when they work each other's limbs uh, Kansai sells the knee the entire match, which was really good. Um, but once they start going to uh, the second half of the match, it's it's really something to me. What did, you, what did you think? Well,
1: initially the comparison I was going to make after my first viewing was... I, I think there's an underrated match. The match that finished Kobashi's t- uh, extended title reign where he lost to uh, Takeshi Rikiyo. Which i really enjoy but other people are less hot on mainly because Rikio is not the most fondly looked upon ghg champion right but that that was the comparison i felt like i was making because the the spinning back fist and everything was a big feature in that match as well but when i watched it through the second time what i was really getting the feel of was more of a uh, a kawada misawa feel Like, that real mid-90s, two people just going head-to-head. Yeah. I mean, the conventional wisdom would be that anyone facing Aja Kong would be... uh, not scared, necessarily, but cautious. Yeah. Kansai is not cautious. She doesn't give up. She does not care. She she is facing someone who is, like, uh, the living embodiment of, like... A straightforward force that you don't want to mess with, yeah. and she is actively, she is trying to be the unstoppable force against this immovable object.
0: Yeah, yeah. She she's going against essentially the female Vader. Exactly,
1: but but she just they keep going back to these oh, these absolutely brutal kicks. I'd yeah. never given Kong the. I've seen a i haven't seen a massive amount of kong i've seen it live though but it's i never really understood how just devastating her kicks were
0: yeah that
1: <laughs> that, that, that is that is rough that's where i was getting
0: my kawada comparisons from yeah because, like i be, there's there's one spot where uh kawada or geez, now you got <laughs> now i'm on there. where kodsai was on all fours and um Kong was behind her, and she was just, you know, kicking her in various spots. And then all of a sudden, she just moves a little bit to the left and just kicks her in the goddamn face. And it was ridiculous.
1: Yeah, it was a complete disdain. Yeah, for for kansai. Yeah, and I mean, but kansai was giving it straight back. Yeah. She was she was locking in these submissions and stuff. And so was Kong. But yeah. they were, it was just two people who had an identical. Uh, approach to their match yeah i mean to be honest when dynamite got the sit-out razor's edge i thought she Jeez. might have she might have got it yeah like you don't expect to see that on a woman of kong's size yes
0: yeah that was incredible she put aja up on the ropes and brought her back down
1: i mean like like you were saying that the back fist was absolutely kong's top weapon it was just yeah. every time that kansai seemed to you know be building some momentum that back fist just came in and just cut her off mid flow completely. It's, it's, it
0: even once just uh, there was a time because she hit her with a bunch of it, but there was a, I believe it was the first time she hit it in the match. <laughs> the referee told her to just back off and let her go for a uh, a ten count on her because she was just down.
1: Yeah. If, aside from anything else, the, the sheer heart of Dynamite Kansai coming through this match. Yeah. I'm an instant fan. Yeah. She. Like I said, I'd never heard of this woman before, but she, I want, I want to see how she responds to something different because it's like, like you were saying with the Vader thing. If you just watch Ric Flair versus Vader, you only really get an impression of how he'd work against Vader. Right. Whereas, like, Dynamite Kensai might have a very different style a lot of the rest of the time. I, I want to see how she handles someone smaller and lighter and, uh, and more... a a very different kind of challenge because i mean this was a this was a train running into a train you know
2: (laughs) yes yeah
1: there there was there wasn't any fancy dodging or anything like that going on here this was two people who were not afraid to hit each other and did so as hard as possible yeah
0: yeah yeah. for for a long time it was about 20 minutes of this um and there was a i mean even it felt like it felt like
1: longer but that's a compliment yeah
0: i agree (laughs) i agree um, even Kansai got you know the standing count on Aja when she kicked her in the back of the head, and that was another you know it took uh, Aja had to climb the ref to get back to her feet. So it was a it was a brutal match, and that's why I picked
1: it. I've got a question. Um, yeah, Aja Kong's finisher is it's it kind of looks like a back toss, a a a you know uh, just tossing someone over the head, but sort of going back with her. Yeah. What is that exactly? Is it, uh... Because I... I... It didn't strike me as a finisher, but I knew it was the finish when it happened, if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know... I don't remember, like, her name for it. But essentially, it's, uh... I actually remember this move from old, like, WWF No Mercy moves, but it's like a back drop, almost, like a back body drop, except you hold on to the person and go back with them and just fucking smush them.
1: Okay, so, actually, I've got the description here. It says, it says uh, like, a Northern Lights suplex, which I guess that's... All. It, uh, yeah, I know. It's like it's like I. It's that sort of thing where I look at it and I say, I guess that's how you could describe it, but it's yeah. not. It's not what I think of when I
0: look at it. Yeah, because the Northern Lights, you got you know you you bridge onto your head. Yeah, Kong's, Kong's not doing that. No, she's she's just crushing them. Yeah, yeah. So I guess you could even describe it as a, a Samoan drop that's vertical instead of horizontal for the yeah for the yeah. It's hard it to kinda, describe. It kind of
1: reminds me of, like, um, Akira Taue when he was doing his, like, his choke slams. And I was just thinking, yeah. initially, I do not really buy that as a thing, but, like, two matches later, I was all aboard with it. Right, right, right. And it's that thing where someone has a finishing move that doesn't look especially devastating, but as soon as you see it, your brain just clicks and you're just like, cool, that's your finisher. Yeah, because you're like, I, okay. I,
0: don't, I don't have a problem with that.
2: <laughs> yes, yeah,
0: yeah. 'Cause um I mean in this match where where did she do that from? Like the second rope or something? Was her she was... did it
1: initially uh for a near fall, like midway through the match, and then the finish of the match was the avalanche version of this off the yeah. second rope. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. But uh yeah, I'm I'm definitely glad I checked out more Azure
0: Kong, and I'm definitely glad to discover Dynamite Kansai. Yeah, and we'll come back to both of them. Um speaking of, you wanna Ask me what your next match is here, Tom. Well, I made a request earlier on. You did. When you asked me.
1: And I think we're going to stick with the land of the terrifying hosses and go with some Bull
0: Mercano. That's That is exactly what I want to do. And we are going to stick with the land of terrifying hosses because you're also going to get more Ajak Khan. This match was from three years before the match you just watched. This is from... Wrestle-Marin-Pied. I, don't, I think they're trying to make a play on Olympiad, but it's the Wrestle-Marin-Pied. Uh, anyway, it's the second one, and it's going to be Bull Nakano versus Aja Kong in a cage. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so just in case I didn't think that Aja
1: Kong versus Dynamite Kanzai was enough of two trains going on straight ahead at each other, yeah. you've put Bull Nakano and Aja Kong in a cage. Yeah. Yeah. I hope
0: this is a strong cage. <laughs> let's let's turn this up even more. <laughs> oh so, my god. Yeah. From uh November of nineteen ninety. So if anyone wants to uh see this before we talk about it, it's uh November fourteenth, nineteen ninety. Wrestle Marin Pied two. <laughs> <laughs> it's the main event and it's it's gonna be uh like Tom said, more of the same, so <laughs> I am absolutely on board for this, absolutely, yeah, I can't wait for you to see this one too. I think I say that every time. <laughs> it turns out there's a lot of wrestling, yeah, there's a lot of good wrestling out there. who knew <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay I think that I think that wraps us up on episode three, yeah,
1: God, this is uh. Let let us know uh, genuinely. Let us know what you think of the format switch around. I think it works yeah. a little better. I'd like to once we get to talking more about other promotions, which we definitely will do. We're going to have to open out even more. We're yeah. trying to retain a sense of trying to keep it moderately punchy at least, uh, which I don't know if we've done. But it's we definitely want to try and find the best ways to talk about these individual things. So if you guys have thoughts or uh, you know talk about
0: stuff you liked, what you didn't like give us a shite. we're always open to uh to fair criticism absolutely are um yeah this was a pretty stardom heavy show uh there you know we got the tokyo princess cup going on we we could have discussed that uh there's uh Sendai girls is opening a streaming service on pivot share which is going to be incredible so we're going to have to talk about that soon i think that's um, definitely
1: going to be a major subject next month
0: I think so, too. Or whenever it launches. I don't know when it's launching, but I, I can't wait. Um, but yeah, so we're going to have to start uh, incorporating some other stuff into these. But there's just, as you guys know who just listened to this, there's so much stardom. There's a lot to talk about. These guys run a lot. <laughs> yeah, and, and, it was a, and it was a big month. It really yeah. was. There, this was, was there was a huge, lot that happened. Huge month. There were a lot of signings. There were leavings. There was the uh, the four pillars being set up. Um, it, was a, it was an important one, so I don't I don't regret it this time.
1: So uh, once again, thanks Justin for another journey through Joshi. Yeah, thank you Tom, and thank you all for listening. We will see you again next time. Goodbye.
0: Oh, huh. you ever choke on your own spit? Jesus Christ